brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at Midi understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And Midi can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. Midi clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Now, Sports Talk with Broads. Here's Hunter Brody. Yes, 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 there was a Sixers game yesterday. Also, do not let the Eagles take that away from us. I still care. I do. I promise you I do still care about this squad, even though it does seem some of the city does not. I want to know down below in the comments section, what stood out to you in this game? For me, it was the usage of Tobias Harris and a bit of a two-man game between Seth Curry and Toby. But I want to know what stood out to you the most. Uh, I enjoyed watching the win against Washington. Before we continue even further if you're new to the channel smash that subscribe button hit the thumbs up button as well if you're looking to go to any Sixers game NHL game NBA game in general football NFL you can use promo code broads at SeatGeek's checkout page for $20 off of your ticket so those fees that hit you right from the jump don't worry about it eliminate it poof it's gone bang $20 off promo code broads no brainer get yourself to a game today TikTok at Broads Media. Make sure you toss the follow button there as well. With that, enjoy the show. What is going on, everyone? Welcome on into Sports Talk with Broads. I know that the Eagles took over the storylines on Sunday, but there was a Sixers game as well, and I figured, yes, I'm absolutely going to talk about it because I cared, and I watched the 48 minutes for a reason because I wanted to see how this team would play. They're starting a three-game road trip. They're in Washington. Bradley Beal or no Bradley Beal, that doesn't matter to me because I've seen this squad lose the undermanned team so far this year, which is 
been absolutely devastating. So I need to see them kind of find themselves and figure out their identity throughout the debacle that is this season. And Joel Embiid was ridiculous. I saw a perfect mix between the let me back you down and play that post type of style. And oh, by the way, I could shoot the jumper as well. So that's that mix. For all the people out there that never want him to shoot jumpers, you're silly. For all those people that say he jumps... Shoot, he can shoot jumpers every single damn time and I'm okay with it. Well, then, yeah, that's silly as well. There's a mix here that we're trying to find. I think that yesterday perfectly describes that angle of how you could take advantage of both. You got Harrell all pissed off. And then after the game, this guy, what a loser. What a bum. For him to act tough to the media with the microphone in front of his face saying, stand on that, Joel. If you're going to be tough, stand on that. I am. Oh, yeah, because you picked up your second technical and you look back as you were chirping away. Oh, you're so damn tough, Harold. Get the hell out of here. You wish. You wish you had the level of skill that Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid was a monster. He was picking you apart at will. And he was playing the damn game psychologically. He did everything he needed to do. And he played the little mind game and it worked. It worked to the level that it needed to. Goodbye. See you like Get your ass out of this fucking building. Because you had no business being on the same floor. And trying to even be playing him at any point defensively. You suck. And Joel Embiid exposed that tremendously. He had 36 points. Very efficient night. 11, or excuse me, 12 of 17. He took 11 free throws and knocked down 10 of them. Joel Embiid... That's what I love to see. Always puts a big smile on my face. 36 points in 31 minutes. Ah, and it also helps when you have some secondary pieces, and that secondary layer actually knocking down their shots as well. Furkan Korkmaz came alive for the first time in, I don't know, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 weeks. He has been an embarrassment if we're going to be a thousand percent honest and he just walked in there and had a crucial first half started making some buckets for this team and it's crazy when players secondary players help out how much easier this is Tobias Harris was very efficient as well you know it's clear that we've all been very hard on him and for a good reason I've seen these type of games sprinkled in there so just hopefully as games kind of progress Maybe we start to see more of this than we have earlier in the season. So Tobias, 23 points, 10 of 16. I watched him play a two-man game with Seth Curry to the point where, hey, let's set him as the screener. Let them work together. He struggled at times getting looks based off of him breaking down players. Not that that was ever his strongest suit. There have been plenty of times where he's utilized that to his advantage. But let's say you can get him going towards the rim and moving with speed and targeting the rim, targeting the rack while getting momentum that way to help kind of create that separation, create looks to the basket. Let's see more of that Seth Curry-Tobias game. I'm here for it. Look, it hasn't been pretty. Things haven't been working smoothly. Let's find a way to try something different. We talked about it with Doc Rivers. There's been times where he's been kind of going through the motion so it feels 
Can we see if there's any sort of uniqueness that we can flirt around with? And that that's definitely an area that I would like to see more of. And it's funny because there's been some comments in my sec in my comment section going, bro, you told me NBA coaching doesn't matter. I didn't believe that I had to actually, I didn't thought, I didn't think, I didn't think. Let's talk with actual sense here and utilize decent grammar, bro. Okay. When you look at that statement and what I've said in the past, I think it's pretty clear that within a head coach's role, Doc Rivers hasn't done a good enough job, even though players are significantly more important than head coach in the NBA. The fact that I need to really lay that out there once again is comical to me. It shouldn't be that difficult to understand. And the Doc Rivers era specifically this year, has been a little bit disappointing for sure. So we need to see him tighten it up, uh, try and get creative, find ways to get Maxi going with Joel Beat. I thought that was on display as well. Getting some jumpers involved, some short little jumpers that are somewhat laughable because it's a couple feet from the basket or whatnot, but there's something to that. So I watched this team try some different things and there was success with it. Will that be successful for a long period of time? I don't know. We'll see as they continue to play out some games. They have the Toronto Raptors Tuesday night in Toronto. They have the Brooklyn Nets in Brooklyn on Thursday. So this week, they're looking at a three... There was... Well, Sunday was the first, but it's a three-game roadie before they return home. What is their next home game? Is that a Monday night? Yeah, it's Monday against the Houston Rockets. So just something to kind of look at as they're hitting the road. I saw some things I like. He was a team high, Maxi. that is, plus 31. I can't believe he played. I mean, honestly, the fact that, and if you didn't hear, his house caught on fire and Voorhees here in South Jersey, and we're talking about the holiday season, that's happening. I couldn't believe it. And I mean, it was scary. There were some videos involved, and I'm seeing it on 6ABC. I couldn't believe it. He was getting a lot of love from the Sixers organization that's helping him out, and the fan base was showing, you know, all the love towards him as well. And, you know, the response is somewhat, obviously, nobody ever wants to see anybody go through something like that uh, where there's some serious damage involved. Luckily, everyone uh, was uh, able to get out safe and all, but when stuff does happen that's extremely disappointing, when I see the response to it and how we as a community really come together full force and, and you see that level of just good, good-hearted individuals out there to show support, it's just awesome to see from that perspective. Not that anybody wants bad things to occur to people because that's not the case. So just the fact that he went out there was actually somewhat mind-blowing to me. Uh, but we did see, going back to like the strategic X's and O's side of things, uh, some things different with Maxi, with Tobias, with the two-man game and Curry. Uh, let's see how that continues. That's clearly something that I'm rocking with my binoculars, right? I'm rocking my binoculars, and I'm going to be studying and analyzing here to see what Doc Rivers does when we look at the Toronto Raptors and some of these other opponents sneaking up here on the schedule. Thibel defensively was a maniac. Spencer Dinwiddie had no idea what to do. At times, he was getting suffocated, and he looked overwhelmed. But I'm going to be honest with you. 
28 minutes, and he goes 0 of 1 from the field. That is unacceptable from unacceptable. When you see the way the other team is defending the 76ers because of the lack of offensive ability from Matisse Thibel, it is not going to work. Okay, this is game what? A 30 plus of the season, and I've made sure that I've talked about this for 30 games so far. How do you study this game of basketball? See that lack of respect. He was getting insanely disrespected, and deservedly so. I would want the Sixers to defend someone just like Matisse Thibel the same exact way. They don't even look in his direction because they don't give a damn. Now, yeah, there's legitimacy to talking about how he does make players make poor decisions, and it is brutal. I don't want to play against Matisse Thibel. He also picked up five personal fouls, and I thought there uh, there was at times one, ah, what are we doing here, right? I've been through this a billion times. You live with those considering what he does do and the impact he makes on the defensive side, but I'm sorry, 28 minutes, you go 0 for 1. You could talk about what Spencer Dinwiddie was like and how it was definitely causing issues. When we look at the big picture of Matisse Thibel, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's not okay. And yeah, the transition defense was bad. At times, perimeter D is bad. And what are you going to do if you lose not only Ben Simmons, but you're losing Matisse Thibel as well in, in this. I'm just saying, like, let's say, like, okay, if this isn't going to work and you are hypothetically, all right, this doesn't work, what do we do, right? And it's like, oh, well, maybe we look in another direction. If you lose those two players, how is it going to get any better? All I know, I don't have the answer to that question, unfortunately. I wish I would, and and if I did have that type of knowledge, then maybe I'm in a different position, and I'm sitting in, in an NBA front office somewhere making phone calls and dialing up a superstar talented roster that wins a championship so we can go down Broad Street and everybody chants, Broads, 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 as I'm sitting there shotgunning natty lights at the top of the, what do you want to call those things, buses with my family and my dogs? All I know is in half-court sets, and realistically, this goes both ways, right? I've stressed my frustration with Korkmaz, who is not even a good scorer, but someone who, in theory, can shoot the basketball and can't defend. It goes both ways. We watched Seth Curry last year, who's probably one of the best on our team right now and is a good NBA three-point shooter. J.J. Redick, right? He is a very solid professional, but if you're one-dimensional in the NBA, there are insane causes. Now, not so many players can do both. It's very difficult to be someone who's sensational on both sides of the floor. A thousand percent. There's guys who are in incredible, but you got to play the way out game where as long as you can provide X, well then on the other side, we could live with X. And while you may not like this, the reality is in this league, based off of the way the fouls are called, the ticky tackness, just the way elite offense beats elite defense, you could live more with someone who's stellar offensively and can get defeated one-on-one in mismatches defensively than the alternative, which is a great defender who blows because now there's so much stress and emphasis on with Joel Embiid and him getting doubled and so many guys bringing the heat and intensity in that direction. 
come on, you'll live with Matisse Thibel threes. And at this point, not even taking any. Look, they won the game, but to pretend like that's not a conversation point is just ridiculous because it a thousand percent is. But yeah, their transition defense is poor. They still are afraid to shoot wide open jumpers, which definitely pisses me off. No, but it helped that Niang came back off the bench to get someone like Niang. He's just a steady role player. So when he like he's someone that I'm not going to say fully can rely on because there's plenty of times where he has off nights, but that's what a role player is. A role player uh, is up and down. If he wasn't up and down, he'd be a starter in this league. Getting a a confirmed role player back, it just forms, it's, it's like anything in sports, a batting order, even if it's a sixth, seventh, or eighth hitter. Uh, if someone is missing from the lineup and now you got to plug and play and this and that, it just ruins the flow in general of what your team is trying to do and their identity and brand. Getting the Yang back just helped with uh, just substance, real bench substance, which uh, I thought you saw out there also. Uh, where else were we? Oh, Seth Curry. That's definitely something I wanted to highlight. Seth Curry had nine assists. So not his best shooting performance. 4-14 from the floor. And, and you know, I'm just kind of talking about uh, where this team was yesterday and, and specifically targeting conversation based off of each person out there on the floor. But nine assists uh, is always solid to see from Seth. So, hey, look, this is my bread and butter shooting the basketball. Not my night. But I will find ways to help out my team in other areas if I'm not having my shots fall and clearly that plays a role in that two-man game that I was specifically mentioning with Tobias Harris you know hey not not necessarily my night but let's get Toby finding rhythm because everybody knows everyone and their mother understands that that's clearly a big target and if you can do that you'll see this team probably handle business more against the teams that they should because Joel is doing his thing you kind of look at uh his last handful of games I'll pull up the numbers I, I think I saw a, a graphic going around. Joel Embiid last games. Let's see if that pops up on the Twitter sphere. Yes, so this is from NBA Central. His last four games, 36 points, 13 rebounds, two blocks. 23 points, 10 rebounds, two blocks. 41 points, 10 rebounds, five blocks. 32 points, nine rebounds, six assists. Uh, just embrace the hell out of this guy because it has been an awesome watch night in and night out. And I don't know, I'm, I'm curious how many people were fully bought into this one. And the only reason why I'm recording this the day after is uh, I'm on a, a weird holiday schedule for the Fanatic, and I've actually been, uh, this morning, I was on the John Kincaid show, filling in with Tyler Zuli on the John Kincaid show from 6 to 10 a.m. on 97.5. So, Tuesday and Thursday, I will be doing the same 6 to 10 a.m. I'm up at 4 a.m. So that's throwing my sleep schedule all in for a whack. It's throwing my coffee with Broad schedule all over the map. It's been a bonkers day. I'm shaking. I don't know how uh, to even move my body at this point. I'm on my 90th cup of coffee. I'm going to have to take a fat nap for sure, but not too much of a nap where I can't fall asleep early again tonight. And by the way, Wednesday, I'll be on 6 to 10 p.m. So a little bit of a switch just if if you're curious on what my schedule is going to be. But yeah, it's kind of throwing me in for all of a loop here. Yes, trying to get my thoughts back together. 
Sometimes it takes a little bit of time. Let me tell you about WinView. WinView is the nation's leading sports predictor, allowing you to compete in pregame or live contests against other people. Not the house. WinView.tv slash Broads. Look, I'm absolutely addicted to this app. You answer questions about the game. So don't worry about the spreads, the over-unders. Just worry about answering questions. Are the Eagles going to win? Answer your question, right? Is Devontae Smith going to have two touchdowns? Answer the question. If you answer these questions and go through, them and you knock it out of the park, you're taking cash and you're putting it right into your pocket. And they have a promo going on where they're doubling your deposit bonus if you're a first-time user. $50. If you spend $100. Bang. If you deposit and spend $100, bucks, you are getting $200. It's so great. So don't worry about uh, trends and you know trying to beat Vegas's odds and trying to beat all that. Don't worry about it. It's just simple. Here's your questions. What do you feel? If you answer them correctly, you're going to end up winning some money. And it's a no-brainer to just check them out. Give it a whirl. It can't hurt. And I'm a, it's like TikTok. You scroll through for five, six, seven, eight hours. And I know I use that as the example, but it's perfect. Everybody sits in their, sits in their bed till 4 a.m. realizing, holy hell, I've been doing this forever. I look at the sports schedule on the WinView main screen there on the app, and it is unbelievable how much I'm finding time. And the, and the reason why I'm doing this is because I'm winning, and it's nonstop, and you will too. Winview.tv slash Broads. Definitely check that out. Um, so, yeah, you know, when you, when you think about where this Sixers team is right now, uh, I get it. A lot of fans are just not able to fully dive in. They're not able to absolutely 1,000% go night by night. But I'm going to be honest, I, I still am. And I find this whole thing intriguing in a weird, bizarre way because it's not normal and it's very out there. It's very unique. You're not used to having, even though the NBA is filled with drama and there's so much turmoil when you go through James Harden and Anthony Davis with the New Orleans Pelicans, right? There's always that uh, big storyline on NBA ESPN. Woj is talking about it. Shams is trying to get his two cents in on Twitter also. Uh, but but hold on. The, you know, this is transitioning perfectly into something I wanted to touch on, and that's Rich Paul, okay? And Clutch Sports. So if you did not see over the weekend, uh, Clutch Sports is tweeting out there, Ben Simmons for the All-Star game. Look, I know I brought this up before, but it is real, and it just describes exactly how much of a joke they are making this out to be. I thought, I thought that this was about the mental health of Ben Simmons. What the fuck was that? Honestly, what was that? Like you're making a joke of this situation, right? They tried to tell us and we weren't buying it and rightfully so, but they were trying to tell us and it pisses me off and I get fired up about it because you see people like Lane Johnson take it seriously as it should and many others about how critical it is to take care of yourself, yet Rich Paul and Clutch Sports are going down this path of a joke and making a mockery of it of, oh yeah, no, you don't want to play here because you're afraid. You're afraid of the fans, you're afraid of this city, but when you start saying mental health, this and that, no, I'm sorry. Your agent doesn't go out there and start making a mockery of the NBA All-Star Game and think it's funny and think it's all a joke if there was legitimacy to where he's at with this mental space in terms of serious mental health issues. He's got a I don't want to play in Philadelphia issue. That's what it is. That's not mental health. You just don't want to show your face here because you're embarrassed and because you aren't willing as an athlete to be better and to work on your craft and be a good basketball player and you're wasting talent, which sucks. 
As an NBA fan and as a sports fan, it hurts because you're not maximizing what you can be. Instead, your agent, and I know we had conversations with you before, are kind of having fun and playing around with it, thinking it's cute. Well, I'm sorry, if this was serious, and I mean serious, what type of agent is throwing that out there? It's all games. It's all fun and games between them. I can't accept that. And that's why I didn't buy it from the beginning. And that's why I questioned it right from the jump. And it never made me feel good. Because the last thing I ever want to do is question someone's mental health. But we rolled through all the problems with this team, according to Ben Simmons, and the order and the list that it kind of went. And then he showed his face. Remember him dribbling that basketball? And he was sitting there at the Camden facility. And he's riding the bike. And then he's sneaking out the back when it was his day to speak to the media. Oh, man. Oh, drama. But how this all kind of happened before the transition that I was going on is, you know, I'm intrigued. I'm bought in because I want to know, not that it's easy. It's very hard. It's very difficult. But how does this team handle it? And I'm not telling you it's it's extremely fun. I'd rather have the alternative. Great basketball, high flow, moving up and down with pace. And yeah, this team, in terms of pace of play, they don't play with such a high level here in the regular season. Would Ben help that out? A thousand percent. Yeah. Is Is the NBA playoffs all predicated on fast pace? Or is it the exact opposite? It's the exact opposite. The exact opposite. It's a slower down game. So that's why a lot of these regular season statistics, it goes out the window. The Sixers were the first seed last year. Where did that get them? The same exact spot they were the year before when they weren't the first seed. Well, then that first seed didn't mean as much. And Ben Simmons helped you get there. But... He hurts her when it mattered most. It always finds a way to get back to him. Unfortunately. You know? Unfortunately, that's kind of where it all uh, ends up going when you think about the the path of any Sixers combo. It flows right back to who he is and where he's at and where the Sixers are at. Uh, but it was a big win against the Wizards. And this is why the Wizards are the perfect example of why when people are like, oh, well, they're this seed, right? Because people right now in December are still talking about what seed the Sixers are. It doesn't matter. It's December. The Wizards early on, people are like, oh, it changed. Oh, they're no longer the Wizards of old. But Bradley Beal, oh, stop it. This isn't a Bradley Beal being there or not being there. Obviously, he's a fantastic player. But reality of the situation is over 82 games, you learn more about your team and things change and everything gets back to the norm. The Wizards not being good yet, that's the norm. But if we're going to crush them for losing when they should win, when they should win and they actually do win, I'm going to recognize that Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, they definitely stepped up. The Wizards, shooting-wise, maybe not their best day at the office, to be clear. Well, you took advantage of that and Joel was a beast. Nobody was getting in his way. Harold tried to. You got made fun of and you were... Uh, you know, you, you were what you tried to be, a little bit of a pest, tried to get into the face of it. But what work? 
And I love Joel's reaction the entire time. The Because he had him right where he wanted him in, in the post area. He throws his little footwork involved. Harold goes down. Joel uh, decides to kind of rush the rim there and target the rim and explode towards the rim. His jersey gets yanked. And realistically, the double technical, no way. You got to give Harold more than that. I probably would have gave him a flagrant yanking the jersey down. Not because I love that that's a flagrant, but because that's where we're at in 2020. 21 NBA, and for Joel's reaction, his fate, it's comical, he knows what he's doing, that's why he's giving a bit of a smirk while he's at the free throw line and doing his thing, I mean, it's great watching him play that game, he done it before with Andre Drummond, of all people, ironically enough, uh, he, he just, when he gets rocking and he gets rolling, what are you doing out there? You do know you're adding fuel to the fire. If you're somebody else, and I'll, I'll, I'll end it on this story. I remember when I was playing high school hockey, I played against Connor Clifton, who played for CBA up in North Jersey. I played for Gloucester Catholic, right? And we were up 3 nothing in the first period in a playoff game on the road. And I start chirping them. I'm like, 1-10, to 10, how rattled are you? Because you suck. Keep in mind, Connor Clifton now plays in the NHL, and he plays for the Boston Bruins, right? So he ends up scoring four. Four points, and they come back and beat us. And he looks at me afterwards and goes, Yay, Brody, 1-10, to how fucking rattled are you? And, of course, I was pissed off, right? Moral of the story is, you don't add fuel to the fire against some of these cats that are wired differently because majority of the times they explode and they make you pay for it. So why, if you're Harold, do you think it's a good idea to get into the face of Joel and just give that added fuel? You want to get into Michael Jordan's face? This dude would make up stories just to do that. Kevin Durant, this guy is almost the same way. And no one's at the level of MJ, but you get my point. He does it. He was yapping at, at Joel because that fuels him too. Uh, I mean, what are we doing here, Howell? You got to be smarter. You got to know your opponent. And he just did not know. You got to also know about DeSimone Jewelers. They are my jewelers. I got my fiance's engagement ring from them. You should as well. And look, the holiday season's Christmas. It's over. But there's plenty of time here to take advantage of what DeSimone can provide for you. DeSimone Jewelers, they work with you to get the best design at the most reasonable price you will find in the market. Custom jewelry, design jewelry, repairs, appraisal watch repairs, you name it. Will, Lou, Nick, and Mike, they work with you. They're a family-owned business, and you're part of their family when you enter. You're not just a customer. They want what's best for you. They're passionate about what they sell. Family-owned business located in Haddonfield, New Jersey, previously in Jewelers Row. I had a bunch of people reach out to me on social media saying how much they love their experience and learned about them from the show, and that makes me so damn happy because, look, I'm not bullshitting you. They are great people, great a customer service and they are just phenomenal phenomenal people to work with you have to take advantage what they can uh, provide for you and and decimojewelers.com is their website if you go in and tell them that Broad sent you they will hook you up to another level and you got to make sure that your significant other is getting what they deserve and decimone jewelers has that for them and for you as well decimone jewelers Check out their information down below. I want to thank everybody so much for hanging out with me today. Go Sixers, and I will see you next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.